I'm Stephen Baxter. And I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. And this is Santa Cruz Local. Discord on the Santa Cruz City Council has shaped the council's actions in 2019. Tuesday night, there was an attempt to censure two members of the city council. But the censure vote wasn't taken. Instead, the matter was tabled, or set aside, in dramatic fashion near the start of the evening session. Kara, let's talk about the meeting. What happened with the censure vote? It was proposed by Donna Myers and Cynthia Matthews. So to back up, the city hired a lawyer earlier this year to investigate complaints against council members Chris Crone and Drew Glover. The complaints came from five women, Myers, Mayor Martine Watkins, and three city staffers. For most of the complaints, there wasn't enough evidence to either prove or disprove that a city policy was violated. Two of the complaints, however, were substantiated. That includes the one by Myers. Here's Myers. I hope our entire council will take the step tonight that recognizes these violations are serious and merit formal censure. Indeed, the city manager was very clear that we as the city council are the only body that can formally say no to this behavior. Councilmember Crohn's and Glover's behavior was duly investigated. Each of them was found to have clearly violated the policy. The censure would have been symbolic. It's basically a formal reprimand, but without teeth. Censured council members, for example, can still vote and can still make policy recommendations. Matthew said, for her, the misconduct probe and the recall effort are separate. There were a lot of groans from Glover and Crone's supporters in the audience when she said that. They felt that the probe was politically motivated. Mayor Martine Watkins was setting up the vote to censure Crone and Glover. But Councilwoman Sandy Brown jumped in. Brown made a motion to table the vote. It was quickly seconded by Vice Mayor Justin Cummings. They voted four to three to table the censure vote. The public didn't get to comment on it. Okay, all those in favor, please say aye. Aye. Opposed? No. no. Okay, that passes with Councilmember Crone, Glover, Brown. I'm gonna ask for order. Okay, all right, we'll go ahead and have. All right, go ahead. It was kind of chaotic. The room was packed, by the way. They had an overflow room also. Cummings later explained why he wanted to table the censure. He said the censure would have created more division. Before the council does that, the council needs conflict resolution. Cummings said, by the way, the council has been awaiting professional mediation for months. Right. So the censure vote was quashed. Then, city manager Martine Bernal asked the council to consider some practical ways to address the rift on the council. He said the city staff morale was low, and already city staff was hard to retain. Lisa Murphy, the city's human relations director, then listed recommendations about a new code of ethics for council members. They also look for other ways to move forward. Okay, here are some of the things the council voted unanimously to do. Number one, appoint a committee of three council members to create a code of ethics and conduct policy for appointed and elected officials. Other cities already have this. Number two, all council members will be required to attend a live training on sexual harassment and workplace misconduct within the first 60 days of office. Number three, 
have staff and the council review the city's policies on workplace misconduct, harassment, and retaliation. And finally, the council approved moving forward with an $11,000 bid by the Conflict Resolution Center for training and mediation. Part of that is training on nonviolent communication and implicit bias. It was an emotional meeting. For me, one of the most emotional parts was when Susie O'Hara, the assistant to the city manager, came out as one of the complainants in the city council misconduct probe. O'Hara's complaints were against Glover. In her statement, she listed several instances in which she felt harassed by Glover. But the independent investigator didn't agree. The investigator said, though it was reasonable for her to feel uncomfortable, Glover's behavior didn't violate the city's workplace misconduct policy. O'Hara also testified that some of Glover's supporters harassed her on Facebook, but the investigator said that wasn't Glover's fault. I'm a mother of three young daughters, a wife to my husband, a devoted public servant, servant who has withstood months of abuse, an abuse that continues through council members Glover's persistent victim blaming and zero recognition of the harm that he has caused. I share these experiences to, to be an example of courage for those too afraid to report abuse, for victim blaming keeps from people from speaking out and fear keeps people from telling their stories. Several city staff members spoke in support of O'Hara, they said they were disappointed that the censure didn't happen. The other staffers and some members of the public also said that no one should be treated poorly at work. Then, around 10.15 p.m., the council hashes out its next steps with conflict resolution. Councilman Chris Crone says he feels defamed by city press releases in prior months about the misconduct investigation against him. Myers responds. Well, I'm just going to bring up then the use of Facebook and uh, framing me as a racist. So these are things that uh, need to go on. Uh, we all need to sort of realize that there was things revealed that should have been confidential. There shouldn't have been predetermined <laughs> Facebook posts about the outcomes of the investigation. You should never, never call someone a racist. I've been an out lesbian for 34 years. Okay? So don't, don't call me a racist. So I'm sorry that a press release upsetted you but do not defame me in this community. I think we'll Let's take a get these motions done. I'm tired. I, I let's know, go home. I know, Don. Okay. Let's stick to this. Let's maybe take a let's let's maybe take a three-minute breather, and we'll come back and we'll get through the motions. I think. After a pretty staid discussion, this jolted me. Myers slammed her hand against the dais. She stood up and then she sat back down. And then she didn't say much for the last hour or so of the meeting. Yeah, I think it illustrated the need for conflict resolution. Here's Glover. I mean, that's a lot to take in what just happened. Uh, if I had done that, <laughs> uh, 
the world would have ended based off of all of these things that are going on right now. Uh, Kara, do you get a sense that this session was about the city council coming together or driving further apart? I mean, I think this session was about letting off some steam. We saw that with how the community responded to the tabling of the censure vote. People were upset that they didn't get to talk. And then we saw that bubble over in the last half of the night session when they shared their thoughts anyway. Then that was really illustrated with Myers's reaction. She wanted some closure with the censure vote, but she didn't get it. Though I do think it's good that we're finally going to see some mediation. The council has been asking for that for months, and now they're finally going to get it. Stephen, what did you think? I thought that Meyer's outburst showed that the wounds are still pretty fresh, uh, unfortunately. And I think that the city council has some pressing needs with housing and homelessness, and that Overall, I'm hopeful that the council can find some common ground after this. Um, I just know that this dysfunction helps nobody. Here's what else you need to know from the Santa Cruz City Council's afternoon session on Tuesday. The City Council took up some new rules and future direction for cannabis dispensaries. One, the city's five cannabis dispensaries can stay open an hour later till 10 p.m. Number two, the City Council made steps towards establishing a pilot program for cannabis smoking lounges. Matthews was the sole no vote on this. The city staff is supposed to come back in April with recommendations on that. The third consideration was to allow cannabis events. Again, the staff will have to come back in April. But the rough idea would be to allow only the five local dispensaries to participate. Finally, the council made moves to allow the transfer of cannabis business licenses. Right now, the city only allows five cannabis retail licenses. The idea is to keep cannabis businesses local and limit the influence of large corporations. So the city wants to retain the power to evaluate these business license transfers. The city plans to give preference to locally owned and women and minority owned businesses. A few last things from the city council meeting. The council plans to ask Santa Cruz County for four syringe disposal kiosks. The city wants those kiosks to be paid for and maintained by the county. Another thing you should know, on your March 3rd ballot, you'll see a measure that would change the city charter to allow district elections for Santa Cruz City Schools. You may remember from a past episode that the school board has already voted to switch from at-large to district elections. This vote would formalize that change. Lastly, the City Council heard an update on community outreach after the Council killed the City's corridor plan. You may remember last month the City Council killed this plan, which has to do with housing and zoning along busy roads in the City of Santa Cruz. On October 2nd, the City is going to have a meeting with various community groups about what to do next in that process. This meeting is not open to the public, it's just to gather information for the City staff. If you'd like to learn more about the city's corridor plan, check out Santa Cruz Local episode 40. It covered some potential state laws and their effects on Santa Cruz's housing. The 
Before we go, we want to say thank you to all our members. Thank you especially to our Guardian Level members, Elizabeth and David Doolin, Chris Necklison, Patrick Riley, and the Kelly family. If you'd like to support fair and accurate local journalism with a membership, visit our website, santacruzlocal.org. You can also sign up for our free email newsletter at santacruzlocal.org. We'll send you info on local government meetings, news, and events. For our play-by-play on this city council meeting, follow us on Twitter at the SC Local. I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. Thanks for listening to Santa Cruz Local.